first of all, for the obligatory Happy New Year. We already had a Happy New Year in September, but Happy New Year to you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Uh, over the years, over the 30 years that almost, lacking a month or so, that I've been an Orthodox priest, I've come to the conclusion that there are four words that you hear all the time that are so incredibly important. Three of them are, let us attend. And the fourth is, wisdom. These are terribly important words. You don't need to be reading the fathers during the week. If you do, you're probably doing the wrong thing. First of all, you're not going to understand much of it. The, the, most of the translations are terribly obscure. Oh, if you want to read them, fine. That's just fine. But what you need to know is what you hear in the services. Everything you need to know, you will hear in the services in matins, in liturgy, in vespers. Also, I am fully aware, well, at my age, maybe not fully aware, I am moderately aware that today we are not celebrating the nativity. We are celebrating uh, the circumcision of Christ in the flesh. We're celebrating St. Basil and we're celebrating the resurrection. That's what we're doing today. But today, uh, with Father Nicholas' permission, which he gave me, uh, I want to talk to you about why we say Christ is born, glorify him. That's my point. Now, since I only get him a Sunday every month or two, at my request, not his, he, asked, he wanted me to do more. I said, no, I want less. Uh, I just have to get in what I need to get in. And so uh, some of you know that I am awake almost every night. No, every night, usually between 2 and 4 o'clock. And a lot of homilies get prepared between 2 and 4 o'clock. This one did. And Kyrie Eleison, Lord have mercy, whatever, uh, I am going to do something that I have only done a handful of times in 65 years of preaching. I am going to read the homily. Now, most of you should be saying, oh, glory. It'll be shorter. And it will. But I believe that I was given instruction by the Lord to read it. I've, the homilies I've read, well, probably just one. And that's John Chrysostom's Paschal homily. Yeah, I've read that a lot of times, but I don't think I've ever read one of my own. I'm going to read this to you today from, I don't for a second think it's elegant, I don't write, 
I write poorly. Uh, but I was given instruction, I believe, to read to you. So I'm going to do it. And what I'm going to read to you is why we say Christ is born. Okay. <clears throat> and in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good, no, good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Here, the birth of the king of kings is announced to shepherds in a lonely, darksome pasture. The Messiah was born, Christ. The angel's message was not just a nice hymn about any baby. It was an announcement of the eternally planned coming of the king who would be the savior of the world. It was a hymn of the kingdom of God. Nothing like this had ever been sung in time by either angels or men. Again, who was this who was born? From the Kentuckian of the preparation for Christmas, the nativity. Today, the virgin comes to the cave where she will give birth to an ineffable, in an ineffable, ineffable means beyond describing. You can't really tell it. She will give birth in an ineffable manner to the Word who was before the ages. Rejoice, therefore, O universe, when you hear it heralded. Glorify him with the angels and the shepherds, him who chose to be seen as a newborn babe, the God who is before all the ages. This is precisely why Orthodox Christians say, Christ is born, glorify him. The King is born, <coughs> the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One, that's what Messiah and Christ mean, the Anointed One. Any even partially knowledgeable Jew, certainly including those shepherds, would know that a Savior who is Christ the Lord is the Messiah, <clears throat> is the King, the heir to the throne of David. This is the birth of the eternally planned and millennia prophesied king being announced as having occurred. 
utterly unique, long-awaited. No wonder it took a very large choir of angels, a multitude singing in exultation. Everyone should be singing. The whole universe should sing. Sing, all ye citizens of Bethlehem. Sing, all you citizens of Goleta and Santa Barbara. Glory to God in the highest. This is not just about a baby being born. It is about the birth of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who shall reign forever and ever. And we still sing that hymn every time virtually just before we begin the divine liturgy in the great doxology, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And the clergy say it before the altar twice before they start the liturgy. And it's sung in matins near the beginning of matins. Every matins on that night, the angels appeared to the shepherds and at least one response to the announcement should be, let us go and see this thing which the Lord has made known to us. Oh, come, all you faithful. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. And what joy. This must have been for the choirs of angels singing in exultation. This mystery had been hidden even from then until that night. Every eight weeks we sing the mystery which was hidden from everlasting and was unknown even unto the angels, oh Theotokos, was revealed through thee to those who dwell upon the earth. In that God, having become incarnate, we sing it every eight weeks. The angels had never heard the song before. They just got sent as messengers to sing it, because that's what angels are. They're messengers. What joy they must have had. We know that angels have joy because they rejoice, say the scriptures, over even one sinner who repents. This may have been the most glorious hymn that they had ever sung. Come and behold him, born the king of angels, and to lowly shepherds. Isn't that how our king always comes? In the greatest of humility? He was born in a cave, laid in a manger, sung to simple shepherds, obscure shepherds, not sung over the temple or in Jerusalem. Later foreigners would come to worship intent on worshiping the baby and giving him gifts. But all Jerusalem would ignore him, but troubled by him. The response will come later when he'll ride into Jerusalem as king on a donkey. The religious leaders will scorn him. 
and the people will soon cry, crucify him, crucify him. He didn't come to be, bring peace on earth. He came to bring, bring peace to those in whom God is well pleased. He came to bring a sword, actually. A sword would pierce even his mother's heart. And a sword will pierce and conquer his enemies. He will ride on in majesty. The psalmist cries out, My heart overflows with a good theme. I address my verses to the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. You are fairer than the sons of men. Grace is poured upon your lips. Therefore, God has blessed you forever. Gird your sword upon your thigh, O mighty one, in your splendor and majesty. And in your majesty, ride on victoriously for the cause of truth and meekness and righteousness. Let your right hand teach you awesome things. Every Sunday before the priest puts on that diamond-shaped thing, he says that. Last verse. Your arrows are sharp. The peoples fall under you. Your arrows are in the heart of the king's enemies. Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of joy above your fellows. How foolish of those who think his was a mission of a thwarted peace or failure to bring peace. Of course there can be no peace on earth and goodwill towards men apart from the eternal and eschatological, last of all, kingdom of God. At his birth, only a few humble people understood what was happening. Lowly shepherds, just a few of them, the strange wise men from afar, an old man and an old lady, Simeon and Anna, and of course, Mary and Joseph. This is the way of the kingdom. This is the way of our king. Humble and poor in spirit. Conquering. And you will understand what this birth is about only if you are humble and lowly in spirit. But if you do understand it all, you will cry aloud, Christ is born. 